Welcome back to High TV. As you know, here at uh, High TV, we typically give you guys cannabis news now. So we're gonna do a rundown of the cannabis stories of the week. It's been a, been a kind of slow week, not that crazy. And then we can continue on with the show. Of course, as we mentioned last podcast, where we want to do a part two of the how to get a cannabis job is more so how to get started with your own cannabis company now of course again i'm going to give you my my perspective i'm not a big wig in the company i'm not a big wig big wig in the industry i'm not you know some aficionado in how to start a cannabis business but i am somebody who has been in the media game for about a couple years who have talked to people in the industry met a lot of people who are actually in industry legally and illegally and so i've gotten a lot of information to ascertain a lot of information i want to share with you guys of course i'm going to miss out on a lot of stuff again as i'm saying i'm giving it to you from a perspective of somebody who is just like you someone who enjoys cannabis the way that many of you enjoy cannabis and says hmm how do i get into the industry it seems like a difficult task and that it is nothing in life that is worth it is easy and that goes for owning a cannabis business as well so before we do that again we're going to do a cannabis rundown so we have california who is set to become a three billion dollar market on its own for, for those of you that don't know california is I believe the eighth largest market in the world, if not eight, 18, but I'm pretty sure it's eight because California is one of the biggest states in America. So yes, it's a top 10 industry or a top 10 revenue generating industry. Its own GDP of California is top 10 in the world. So you can only imagine the amount of revenue that can possibly be made from cannabis now of course that money is probably bolstered by the tech companies that's in the state of california but that's not this episode that's another podcast for somebody else to talk about so again california three billion dollar market this is just another reason why you should jump into the cannabis market especially here in florida i know florida's conservative and it's really just medicinal but if you think about it uh florida is a top three state in population so that only lets you think of the possible you know ramifications or possibilities of a recreational market here in florida hashtag just saying and we continue so again the other news story i want to get into is mike tyson listen so before we begin to mike tyson for those of you that have been following our instagram page and are wondering what the hell a shadow ban is or follow other pages that have mentioned about shadow bans this week like beard bros farms a shadow ban typically happens when you have an instagram uh post or an instagram page that may violate some of facebook slash instagram's terms of service now on YouTube, the way they handle this is they delete their, <laughs> they delete their YouTube pages. Wow, YouTube pages, Jesus, holy Christ. About to throw my degree out right now. But anyway, so those YouTube pages get deleted and that's why you see those you know, pages gravitate and shift towards WeTube where they can make their weed content and feel free about it, never have to worry about getting deleted or you know, getting demonetized, which can really disrupt your way of living if, if a, mar a huge part of your revenue or your income for that year comes from cannabis. So again, we're gonna continue on. So what happened on Instagram is we made a post, not gonna mention which one, somebody got upset and they went ahead and reported us. So yes, they reported our post. I got the notification saying that one of our posts violated the terms of service. And so I knew what was happening next because not the first time it's ever happened. And typically when this happens, you know, what, uh, what occurs is 
When you're shadow banned, it's hard for somebody to find your post when they search. If you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, he talked about Andrew Schultz, who was a uh, comedian who pushes the bar on political commentary or political correctness. And so a lot of his stuff is based off of a flagrant nature because you're a comedian. If you're a comedian, you're all about pushing the lines and boundaries, and that's what he does. So his podcast is called Flagrant 2, and there and in other parts of media where he's involved, he pushes that narrative of, you know, fighting for the comedian whose job is not to be politically correct, but to make you laugh. And it's not really, it's only something that should be demonized, in his opinion, if your words come with malice. And if you're a comedian, you just try to make people laugh at the end of the day, right? So why get upset? So continuing on. So... He had went to uh, Joe Rogan to let him know, hey, look, listen, bro, my page got shadow banned. People can search my name into the Instagram search box and my name won't even pop up. They'll possibly have to spell out my whole Instagram name perfectly. And even so, they would have to scroll down before they can even find a page. Now, because Facebook slash Instagram thinks that your posts have violated their terms of service, they'll go ahead and shadow ban you, which means that new followers or unique accounts what facebook and instagram calls them cannot discover your page so when this happened you've seen some of our posts have like a a, only a hundred likes less than a hundred likes and all these other things now of course when that happens that kind of i kind of react by deleting those posts after probably a week or two weeks because it overall messes up our engagement rates if you don't if you don't understand what engagement rate is it's the uh, average amount of likes and comments and exposure you get per post and if you get shadow banned that can really mess up your engagement rates and for advertising that can really turn them off you know what i'm saying it's like anti-viagra for advertisers like your your engagement rate is important so that led us to think of like yo we're shadow banned we're not getting i'm not getting any freaking uh exposure likes is going down what should i do and in times of adversity people you want to also and always keep your head up and stay creative and and push through and fight through it because if you know eventually the shadow ban will go away you don't want to really mess up the content for your followers so i decided hey look on these posts i'm going to ask my followers hey look hit the post notification so that you see my post this week because when you're shadow banned if you realize after the Instagram uh, algorithm changed a couple of years ago, where it was chronological, so you basically saw everybody's posts if, as long as you were scrolling all through, Instagram said that's bad for advertisers because those pages who have big followings and, you know, spend ad money won't be able to discern or have everybody they follow see their posts. So Instagram said this, yo, if you mess, if you like this post, if you like this Instagram account and you constantly engage with them, we're going to go ahead and show that page to you as much as possible. So if you watch a story a lot, uh, Instagram story a lot, it's going to show up on your Instagram story feed at the very top in the top 10 or whatever number that is of your uh, Instagram posts. And same thing happens on the timeline. If you like a post or comment a post or watch a lot of their videos, how long you look at their posts, how often you go to their profile, you will see that uh, that Instagram account more than other Instagram accounts. And you guys have seen that. So those of you who really engage with our posts, like our posts, comment, you know, have you know smart and witty things to say in the comments, Instagram is going to reward you by showing our posts, Hamilton National posts, at the top of the feed. So what do you do in your shadow ban? I can give you guys a quick quick little game before we get into the, the news rundown. Go to 
Instagram pages who have a lot of engagement. I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of followers. I mean like a lot of followers, right? Now what you want to do is comment on their posts. Now don't just comment any old BS or any old troll or, or just something to just say, hey, look, come follow me. That doesn't work. That's not how Instagram works at all. Like remember that Instagram, uh, that advertisement about the old lady talking about Facebook? He says, look at my wall. I have my friends, I have their posts and and it's like, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. That's not how Instagram works. You can't just go on somebody on Kevin Hart's page, leave a comment and think it's gonna you know, do numbers. So what you can do is uh, comment something that relates to the post that other people may or may not, may not like. Mainly, you wanna make something that people like because the more liked and engaged the comment is, is the more so that it pops up on other people's timelines. And if you have someone like a Kevin Hart, who I mentioned, who's pretty popular in the world, so pretty sure listeners would, would understand what I'm saying, he has millions of followers. So so he gets multi-million millions if not hundreds of thousands of uh, impressions per post that means if you get a post or comment excuse me if you get a comment underneath one of kevin hart's posts that you know get 10 likes chances are your page is going to be clicked on more for profile visits because you have a comment that was like that much times and if it's like that many times more people will go ahead and either respond to your comment people will like your comment and hopefully they will find your page and if your content relates to them they may follow they may not but that's just a good way to try and boost engagement especially if instagram is over here playing games and some people want to go ahead and repost uh, repost excuse me report your post it's a tongue twister report your post um, but anyway, back to the rundown. So I think we already mentioned California being a $3 billion business. And we're going to talk about our post after getting our shadow ban lifted that went ahead and got a lot of engagement. So shout out to all you guys that liked. Shout out to you guys that commented. I mean, shout out to you guys, man. It was nice seeing our numbers go back to where they used to be because being shadow banned sucked. I felt like if you guys watched the uh, Dave Chappelle show back in the day, I felt like Tyrone Biggum's trying to <laughs> work for engagement because like, sheesh, some of the posts who I knew was an average maybe 300, 400 poster was getting like 98 likes. And I'm like, shit, Instagram is shutting this down, man. But anyway, we're back. We're uh, no longer shadow banned. And back to their post that since the shadow ban got the most engagement, Mike Tyson, Mike, Mike Tyson, the champ, the champion. Listen, at our very first episode of High TV had mentioned Mike Tyson and his Tyson Ranch. And even on that episode, we mentioned, listen, Mike Tyson at once was the most ferocious, scary, frightening inducing man on this planet at one time everybody knew who mike tyson was and it didn't matter that you know mike tyson was five foot eight and had a light voice that was a scary dude he was he was intense he was fearless and he would knock dudes out left and right i mean he packed a powerful punch i mean the man bit an ear off like a, you know an ear the, the same thing you're using to listen to this podcast he decided to take a nibble and bite it off like yo <laughs> oh man mike tyson is that dude man respect to him and uh mike tyson you know since retiring as a fighter had jumped into cannabis because as you know chances are if you're a fighter you need cannabis because it calms you down you know there's a lot of aggression that you may have as a fighter naturally and you know maybe some regret if you've watched some of our stories that he talked about being a a fighter and the money he made he spent on himself and now with his family i mean he's a good dude and he drops a lot of gems and overall mike tyson is a great guy so the story that you know took off was that mike tyson makes five hundred thousand dollars a month that's half a million dollars 
a month in revenue from his Tyson ranch. Now, there's some people who think that's BS. They think it's crazy. I mean, if you look at how other cannabis businesses operate, it's not entirely, you know, crazy. If you look at, if you follow any pot stock, shout out to the pot stock fam, people on Robinhood, people on Fidelity, Ameritrade, trading the cannabis stocks. Shout out to you guys. I love y'all going to the DMs and asking us questions about, you know, stocks. We can't professionally give you advice. We can only tell you, you know, companies that we may or may not like, you know, that's about it. But uh, anyway, so these cannabis companies on the New York Stock Exchange uh, who may not be, you know, United States based, they may be Canadian based, but found a way to, you know, list publicly on the stock market. They're going ahead and making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars or a hundred million dollars to like $200 million a quarter and a quarter is split into, uh, what three months so you divide that 120 by three you, you have around you know four hundred thousand dollars so just because this guy mike tyson is making five hundred thousand dollars a month doesn't mean it's impossible you know you know cannabis is a cash crop and my guy mike tyson he's in the best place to sell cannabis in the world and that is california just mentioned how they want to be a three million three billion dollar market three billion you got to say it like uh like this dude trump billion <laughs> I got a bad Trump accent. F that dude. Anyway, so continue on. Uh, yeah. The reason why he's able to make $500,000 is because this guy has a 420. Yeah, 420. We get it. We saw what you did there, Mike. A 420 acre ranch where he's able to grow cannabis and process cannabis and turn it into apparently high quality products. You know, I haven't heard too much about Tyson's products, but if you have that much influence, you know, chances are you're going to get your products into many, many dispensaries who are looking for products with names. And if you see Tyson Ranch on there and you're a bodybuilder, you're a fighter, you're an MMA fighter, you know, or you're just a person that grew up in the, you know, and grew, grew up in the 80s and 90s. When uh, Tyson was a man, you probably are gonna buy the product. So I can definitely see my guy making five hundred thousand a month. And the second part of the story is it said that Mike Tyson smokes about yo. This number is disgusting. He said he smokes forty thousand dollars worth of weed a month. Now l l let's be honest. I don't think he's smoking forty thousand dollars of weed himself. Let's just be real. I don't care if you're Snoop Dogg, if you're Wiz Khalifa. No way you're smoking forty thousand dollars worth of weed by yourself. I mean, that's what a thousand something, a thousand three hundred dollars worth of weed a day. Chances are it's his whole team. You know, Mike. If you run a four hundred and twenty acre ranch chances are you got a lot of employees because you're not going to be right i don't care how, i don't care what type of boxing champion you are you're not running up and down tending with all your plants in 420 acre ranch right and so i believe mike tyson hired veterans he hired a bunch of different people who are in the cannabis industry to help him out with his business and of course they're smoking forty thousand dollars of cannabis not himself i mean if you watch the hot box podcast which is mike tyson's podcast great podcast by the way if you love cannabis and you love you know the celebrity aspect of it where you get to see the hear stories of how people you know came to be how cannabis you know relates to them in their life and mike tyson drops a couple of gems you can see that on our instagram story now it's probably gonna be out for the next you know who knows like what eight hours because i posted it like at two o'clock in the morning i don't sleep um but anyway but yeah so mike tyson is definitely not smoking forty thousand dollars worth of weed by himself it's his whole team all right so shout out to mike tyson doing what he's doing in the cannabis industry and uh shout out to you guys who engage with our posts and i didn't think the post was going to be a thousand liker but it ended up reaching a, reaching that threshold and i'm happy for it and i'm happy for mike because he's really turned his life around he apparently you know 
licked a toad and the toad killed his ego and ever and he's been living this egoless life where he's all about loving others and being kind and you know having regret for his his old self because to be a champion in anything you do you have to have ego ego is what will drive you to feel some type of insecurity towards you know not being number one and that ego can be destructive it can lead you to do a lot of bad things and i'm not saying you need ego but i'm saying for mike tyson he said that to be that good you know to strive at what he was striving for he had to have ego and and he's happy he's got rid of it because now he can focus on loving his family he can focus on loving others and participating in something he loves which is cannabis and so that brings us to our next story nate diaz is wow i just messed that segue up that brings us to our next story mike tyson is not the only fighter in the cannabis news this week nate diaz now if you watched our video posted on instagram nate diaz gave no f's whatsoever my guy was out here smoking weed not vaping a pen like he did two years ago and said he was cbd he was smoking a joint at his press conference before his fight now a lot of people were saying why is this important why are you posting about this i'm seeing this across a lot of other weed pages i mean yo it's big to see a professional united states athlete go ahead and smoke weed as Stephen A. Smith was said, weed <laughs> uh, before his before his big fight is is a huge accolade to to show how exactly cannabis has grown in the country. If that was just a couple years ago, you know for a fact, for a fact, that not only will police show up to the press conference and shortly after the athlete will be in cuffs, that he will be in big trouble and he will be shut down and made fun of on ESPN across the lines, just like Stephen A. Smith did to all the other athletes who got in trouble for smoking weed. You know, like uh, the guy from Brooklyn who now plays on the Golden State, can't remember his name, I met him at the airport one day, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, D'Lo. So D'Lo got in trouble because you know those Arizona cans we all hide our weed in in college? Well, D'Angelo forgot that he was a professional athlete and could pay somebody to hold his weed, just like Boozy did when he got in trouble with the feds. But anyway, that's another story. So D'Lo went to the airport. He got in trouble because they said you can't carry drinks on a plane. You know, Arizona's a tall boy. Shout out to our last episode, Arizona's not in the cannabis industry. You want to learn more, hit that episode. He thought that he can hide his weed in the Arizona can. stash can and they found it and he got in trouble and i don't know what the ramifications are for this next season but chances are he has to go to a drug program and learn why his actions were bad and chances are he'll smoke weed before the the, uh, before any of those uh punishments but uh anyway nate diaz the reason why the story is so important you know nate diaz smoking weed at the press conference is showing you how much cannabis has changed in america not only was he praised and celebrated for what he did it's the story behind it. As you can see on our Instagram story, Nate Diaz got kicked out of school because he was not only smoking weed, he was selling weed too. And not everybody was blessed with a silver spoon or blessed with parents who had the financial means to go ahead and give you the money you need to carry on with whatever you had to do throughout the week. And if you see somebody else in your neighborhood who's able to you know, uh, sell a little weed and they're making a good amount of change and they have the girls around them, chances are you'll do the same thing. So that's why I have a sympathy for those people who may be drug dealers because not everybody was blessed to be in an environment where education was the way out. Not everybody was blessed to say, all right, work this nine to five and you'll be okay. Some people come from environments where they're not even having access to go to school. They're not having access past high school. They're not having access to you know get the 95 
the 925 and stay out of trouble. Selling drugs is the way out. And so Nate Diaz went through that same thing. And to see him now being able to sell cannabis legally, you know, in the form of CBD and then smoke cannabis at his press conference. And not only that, folks, Nate Diaz won the fight. So not only does that show you that just because you smoke weed doesn't mean you could be a failure. You could be a winner. You could be a champion. You could be Mike Tyson. You could be Nate Diaz, Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt. The list goes on and on of people who have smoked cannabis and become, you know, successful people in their field. It's not, you know, the stigma is evaporating in front of our very eyes. Successful stoners lie all around us everywhere, you know? And so that just goes to show you the story is a beautiful story. You know, from being kicked out of school for smoking weed and selling weed to now being able to sell CBD, especially as a fighter, man. As a fighter, you go through so much, you know, brain injuries and you know over time even when you're sparring you're getting punched in the face by somebody who is strong as hell your brain is rattling back there your brain is the brain is made to you know survive a fighter too but if fighting is your lifestyle i don't think the, i don't think the brain through evolution is ready to take you know thousands of thousands of hits in just a year you know what i'm saying so yeah cbd is great shout out to nate diaz he won his fight that shows you that cannabis produces winners if you're a winner you smoke cannabis and that just goes why we all in the cannabis industry have a middle finger for mr jeff sessions aka good people don't smoke cannabis sessions all right so anyway happy he's out of office and cannabis can go ahead and be great uh last story rundown before we get into how to enter the legal cannabis business or illegal cannabis business you know, we got to give you both because, again, I know people in both. So it's not fair to for me to have a cannabis podcast and not talk about both. But last story here in Georgia. So because hemp has hemp has become legal as of 2019 as an agricultural crop, people are now selling CBD everywhere. Listen, let me tell you, when I was telling people about CBD about two years ago, year and a half ago, saying, listen, CBD is the next thing. It cures this. It cures that. It helps you with anxiety, with pain, inflammation. I mean, I was people were looking at me like I was a crackpot. I'm, I'm telling you, I was talking about CBD and people were looking at me like this guy is a pothead. Like you're thinking this can cure everything. Just smoke a joint and walk away. And even, you know, driving down the street these days i swear to god i'm seeing cbd being sold everywhere i mean places i wouldn't even think of cbd being sold i go to 24-hour fitness because it has a basketball gym and i like to work out and play basketball and i see that they're selling cbd at 24-hour gym at the front desk like not just in where they sell all supplements but at the front desk you go to GNC, they got a CBD, you know, hemp powder, whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, protein powder. You go to the gas stations, they all have CBD sold here signs. I mean, smoke shops, of course, they sell CBD. Uh, it's literally everywhere. And so because of this, of course, hemp is now more prevalent because CBD is more prevalent. prevalent. And a Georgia county is saying that, listen... We're wasting our dollars trying to have these police officers prosecute and charge people for weed. You know, weed is no longer as illegal as it used to be. We see that weed is mostly nonviolent and it's medicinal for some individuals. So just like Florida, where they say, hey, look, in Florida, we're no longer going to stop you and try to arrest you because we smell weed or we have a suspicion that you have weed. We're going to let you go because even though your name might be in a registry for medical marijuana, by the time they type your name in there to try and figure out if you're a medical patient, and not or and you should have cannabis on you you're wasting police dollars police don't have time to go ahead and find who are sm who's smoking weed illegally who's smoking weed legally like it's a waste of time so we are seeing this unfold in front of our very eyes 
the, the law is changing. The way police are acting towards weed is changing. The anxiety we have when we're high and driving on the road, which I don't suggest, but let's be honest, a lot of us do it. And seeing a cop car behind you, that 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 paranoia is, is becoming lessened. The anxiety is decreasing. That fear is slowly dwindling away because we're, we're knowing that we can enjoy cannabis and not be afraid of prosecution. You know, even though people say that weed does increase paranoia, which chemically it does but a lot a large part of that paranoia came from the fact that police could stop you arrest you and change the, your life for good all because you wanted some thc in your system that is becoming a past past antiquated idea so we're going to see us really enjoy you know being high anywhere you want to be or being medicated wherever you want to be uh enjoying cannabis freely and that's a big thing. Cannabis is cannabis use has become free. It's become ubiquitous, ubiquitous and it's becoming less stress inducing. So shout out to Georgia, because as you know, podcasts ago, we mentioned the deep south is not a place you want to be caught with weed. The laws in some of these places are crazy, like uh Louisiana, uh, Georgia, of course, Georgia is a big place. You don't want to be caught with weed because they don't care. They will prosecute you until today. Now, of course, it's not the whole state of Georgia that said they're going to do this. It's just there's some count. Some counties in Georgia are now no longer targeting low level cannabis. I mean, similar in uh, in uh, New York before they passed the law saying that, you know, you can have weed on you. They're just going to give you a fine if you have, if they find weed above a certain amount. You know what I'm saying? If you have a joint on you, they let you rock. If you have like a, a eighth on you, I think they let you rock. But once you pass a certain amount of grams, you're going to get that $200 fine. Now, I'll take a $200 fine any day above handcuffs and jail time. You know, Thank God, God bless that we're seeing this thing change right in front of our eyes. So when we come back, we're going to jump into legal cannabis business, how you can be a part of it, um, how uh, how even if you don't have legal backing or you don't have the legal financing, if you want to start small, you can start small. And again, the perspective will be from somebody who have talked to people at from both sides of the fence, those who have gotten cannabis uh, funding, those who have the money, the assets, you know, the licensing, all of that stuff. And then those people who have possibly, you know, like myself, who don't have the financial means to do any of that stuff, but still are very, very passionate about the industry, uh, passionate about the future of the industry, and just want to see if how, you know, how they can be a part of something that's a part of their everyday life and that they love. And of course, if you're, if you're a weed smoker, chances are you're creative and you can come up with a creative cannabis idea. Now, if we're seeing in the news, I didn't mention it in, in the news rundown, but it's pretty imperative to what we're about to talk about. Canopy growth lost a billion dollars. Like, they lost a billion no Mandy, okay? They lost a billion dollars last quarter. I mean, last year. So the fact of the matter is you can run a business like any other commodity, but cannabis is different. You have to understand the cannabis user. Why do they use cannabis? What do they like about cannabis? What does it help treat? You know what I'm saying? Like you have to know who you're selling to and jumping from an agricultural market where you used to sell tomatoes and vegetables and other other thing. I know tomatoes are fruit. Okay. But that's no here, no there to jump from a non-cannabis business business into a cannabis business and expect you know you to have the same company structure and everything else and just switch out you know one plan for another is not the same you know if you marketed for other cpg aka consumer package good company yeah that those so a lot of those skills will help in the cannabis industry but if you don't have a good key understanding of who the user is why they smoke and the different 
type of smoker, the connoisseur, the per type of person who doesn't care what strain it is. They just want to get high or, you know, in-betweens. You're not going to be as successful as you think. And that's what we're seeing what happened to Canopy Growth happen. And that's probably why Bruce Lipton got fired. Not because he was the owner, as I speculated in, you know, the... Uh, the uh, alcohol company who donated $30 million to the company and got board seats decided to do a slight hostile takeover and say, I know you started the company, <coughs> Steve Jobs, but we're going to go ahead and take over. So we'll see how that boils down. But uh, anyway, we'll come back. Thank you for listening and uh, stay tuned. And I know we have ads and it's annoying, but guess what? We got to pay the bills. All right. So peace. If you want, if you want to become a supporter, click the link in the description. It costs a dollar a month. It's like Patreon, but it's a bit different. So if you want to support the podcast, it's only a dollar a month, man. So if you enjoyed the podcast, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how you can get into the cannabis industry, legal and illegal. Be right back. Listen, Hi TV, I have a problem. I have a cannabis business, and Facebook and Instagram just banned me. Where can I advertise my business? Because, listen, I have product, and people love it, and I want the world to know. Do you have any suggestions, Hi TV? Uh, well, first, please unplug your nose when you're talking to me. <laughs> but no, I have had the same problem, and look no further than advertising your cannabis business or CBD business. Whatever you're doing in the space, you can advertise on podcasts. And the good thing about this podcast is, is derived from an Instagram that reaches over thirty thousand people, and I I talk directly to the cannabis community. So know that your advertisement would be reaching the cannabis market. Stay tuned and say hi, folks. Hi TV, making your cannabis advertising. Much easier. Peace. All right, and we are back. So I have an idea. An idea is, of course, I want to let you guys know, if you want to be in the cannabis industry, if you want to have your very own business, we're going to get into the tips and tricks. Well, tips and tricks are just some strategies I've heard over conversation or either my attempts of any entering into the industry myself, what I've seen as successful, what I've seen as not successful, or what have those have told me. Now, of course, it looks like the other half of the episode has gone nearly 30 minutes. Now, if I go ahead and go into this next half of the episode, chances are it's going to span over an hour, hour 20, hour 30. If you listen to this podcast, you're a longtime listener. Chances are you've realized, yo, this guy talks a lot. All right. And it's, it's a lot of information. I want to give you guys the most information possible. Now, of course, I'm probably going to get into, you know, just a few bullet points here that I'll expand on. But the key is what I want to do. If you really want to learn how to get into the cannabis industry, tune in on Wednesday. I'm going to do a full episode again, probably 30 minutes, 40 minutes where we're going to expand on if you're in a illegal business, if you're not a legal stand, you don't have an app, you have a filed application, you don't have a million dollars in that bank, you don't have assets to your name, which are all requirements, not only apply, which we've mentioned multiple times on this podcast, cost $60,000, 60 racks, okay, to apply in the state of Florida. Now, if you don't have the means and finance to do that, obviously, you there have to be other things you do. So quick bullet points before we post on Wednesday you know, our 
idea or my idea of how you can jump into the industry if you are legal or, or illegal. If you're legal, the bullet points are simple. You know, you uh, apply for a cannabis license. You have, you know, a million dollars of assets. You don't have to have a million dollars liquid, but you have to have millions in assets. That means, you know, either a business you already run, a uh, property you own, and that property can be, you know, either a uh, cannabis grow that you own, or maybe you lease the land so that you can manufacture, or you have a uh, rights towards opening up a dispensary you know what i'm saying entering the legal cannabis industry is not something i'm so well versed because i'm not in there but it's stuff that i've researched that i've learned and i can tell you guys it's really simple you know and it's all about you know applying having assets you know having a compliant agent compliance agents cannabis lawyers the whole nine all right and it's going to be a long long episode i can, I can already tell i can already feel it in my bones okay and what the what, what i don't want to do is have you guys you know listen to the podcast for 27 minutes 30 minutes and then end up having to be short changed because i want to squeeze all that content into under an hour as i said we release the podcast on mondays for the very fact that we would love you guys to at lunchtime on your way to work on your way back from work to really get this information because i know all myself who love podcasts only have but certain amount of times where i can listen to it okay it's generally either if i'm on a break from work if i'm driving towards work that may take upwards of like 30 to 40 minutes if i'm on the way back home where i can listen to one half of the episode or the second half Oh, again, we're not going to go into how to get into. I didn't lie, okay? I am recording how to get into the cannabis industry, and you know, if you're illegal or not illegal, chances are if you're illegal, here are the tips. I know I'm all over the place, but I'm freestyling every single episode, right? Like Jay Z, Jay Z don't write rhymes, I don't write podcasts. So if you're illegal, quick tips. I just gave some legal tips. Uh, vendors, be unique, be consistent. Check in with your customers. Your customers are your evangelists. If they love your products, they love you. They love how you do business. They're going to come back and they're going to refer others. I myself have referred others who I've met at these cannabis session events where we get to, you know, get together, party, you know, smoke weed, kind of like we go to the club, but a club is different where you get to drink alcohol and party and dance. We do the same thing, but with weed. And there's vendors here at these weed events. And so I talk to them to give me ideas. And I've referred people who are either from out of town or have came by who are looking for products. And so I'm like, yo, look, this guy is, does great business. This girl does great business. And so I refer to you to, to these people. So with that being said, Wednesday, 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 we are going to upload how to get into the cannabis industry. Again, the reason why I'm doing this is because our first half, half of the episode already runs about 30 minutes. And unless you have time to sit down for an hour and 30 minutes straight, I know I may not have. And if, if I do have that time, I'm breaking up the episode in parts. I don't want to do that. I want you guys to sit down, really listen, take in information, write down stuff if you want to. And it gives me more time to make sure that the content I have for the episode is all of what it needs to be because as you know we went in on how to get cannabis jobs i went in on tips that i've done myself um and stuff that i've learned that has helped and some of you guys are telling me that you know you you are going ahead and following those steps whether you're going on indeed you're typing in keywords you're going on linkedin you're connecting you're building connections you're putting stuff in your profile and i love it because at the end of the day you know this podcast is about you know sharing information that i have ascertained and i have learned throughout my my, my uh, years doing the cannabis media thing. So again, Wednesday, I will post, you know, how to get into the cannabis industry if you're a legal or illegal cannabis business. So I didn't lie. I did provide some tips just now, but to get the full brunt of the message, I'm going to have at least a 30 plus minute episode 
posted Wednesday, same time. Every every episode of High TV is posted 4.20 a.m. Again, I don't sleep. <laughs> I'm not lying. I don't sleep. I work relentlessly and it's because I love this stuff. You know, if you love what you're doing, it doesn't really seem, it doesn't really feel like work. It just feels like, excuse me, it just, it just feels like you're, uh, you're having fun. It feels like you're doing what you love and the time will fly by. So again, Wednesday, follow the post. It will be posted into, you know, your, if you're subscribed to us, it, it will be posted all over the place. We're sponsored by Spotify. So follow us on Spotify. It'll be posted right there. You guys will hear the podcast and you guys will get exactly what you need. So this episode will be a Cannabis News Now episode where we give you the rundown of all the cannabis stories of the week, which we already did. If you've listened, and stay tuned. We have more coming Wednesday. So this is just the first half. This is part one. Okay. We don't want to shortchange you. We love you, high fam. You guys come out every single week. You guys show it on Instagram with the likes, the comments, and you guys come back to the podcast and listen. And some of you guys go ahead and you know hit that support button and you know support us for a dollar a month, five dollars a month, whatever, whatever you guys do. I appreciate, I love, and because I love and appreciate you for the work that you do for, for us here at Hemp International, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a full episode on Wednesday. So again, if you follow us on Spotify, you subscribe to us on any other streaming platform, Wednesday, we will post how to get into the cannabis market. Not a job, but how to start your business, whether you want to go the legal route or you want to go the illegal route. And just because you're going the legal route and it's not as big as these billion dollar companies doesn't mean you can you can get consolidated and sell your company for, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, which I'm seeing now in California, where a lot of con- consolidation are happening, where if you run a clean business and people love your brand, chances are people are going to want to continue to buy from you because they've been buying from you since when you were a little illegal baby at these cannabis events. All right. It's a process. And just because I'm giving you tips on how to be, you know, a cannabis business without a cannabis license doesn't mean one day, you know, once you have the revenue, once you have the million dollar in assets, once you have, you know, some type of financial backing, you have lawyers with you, you are ready to jump into the legal cannabis market, which means your products are tested, everything is clean, you're following by the books, and it's much harder to be a legal cannabis business than it is to be an illegal cannabis business. So again, Wednesday, tune in. We have a lot for you. And as always, this is Cannabis News Now. You're listening to High TV. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. High TV. Peace. See you next week.